Hey guys, hope you didn't forget about us. Uh, welcome back to the Tall Guys Pod uh, with me, your co-host, Zach Stevens, and my other co-host, Mr. Ross Blythe. And we're excited to be back. Um, we took a hiatus after the Chiefs' Super Bowl win yep. and uh, just had a lot of life happen. Got a little busy. Got a little and, busy. Yeah. Didn't want to get on here and, you know, spit off some crazy stuff after the Chiefs won. Right. Had right. to have a little cool down period. Need to mind our words. Mind our words. What exactly. we're going So that's what we want to touch on first, though. Of course, we have the biggest Chiefs fan in the world here with us as one of our hosts. So what was your immediate thought, Ross? Because um, I know we watched this game together. And, I mean, there was pandemonium. This this game perfectly encapsulated what it feels like to what it felt like to be a Chiefs fan this year. There were moments of extreme lows where I was questioning everything. I was ready to give up on the team. I was ready to get rid of Andy Reid because he just couldn't win a big game. And I was even questioning the offense, I was questioning the defense, everything. And then like a bat out of hell, they came out of nowhere and took over the game like I think we all expected them to going into it. That game was literally I mean that was just total Chiefs fashion and how fashion. that happened. They didn't start off super hot like nope. we thought they should have and that everyone thought they should have. And it's a classic case of Kyle Shanahan crapping the bed. I mean to be completely honest, um and without Andy Reid listening to Patrick Mahomes on what was that route called? The the one where the they had like wasp. The, the wasp, yeah. Had Andy Reid not given control to Patrick Mahomes, Chiefs probably wouldn't be Super Bowl champions because that's really what sparked the entire thing. Yep. So Kyle really crapped the bed, and uh, all fingers point to him. And for God knows why he stopped running the ball and decided to get that ball in Jimmy G's hands to throw. Um and I think it's a legitimate question as to whether this guy can really win a Super Bowl or not, because that's two. That's two, where he like, had pretty commanding leads and a pretty oh, easy, yeah. an easy road to a Super Bowl victory, and he just willed it away like he tried. I think we all can relate to that feeling where you are up super high on someone, whether it's like a video game or you're actually like, Back in your you know sports days when you when you played or if you're playing right now you're up on a team there is that pressure of man I better keep like scoring I better keep them out of the end zone and I don't know if I can do it like I don't know it's a weird it's a weird pressure you want to relax a little bit but honestly it takes a special human to lose a double digit lead in two Super Bowls that takes a special kind of guy. That- that takes a guy that I don't want to be my head coach. No, sir. No, sir. And it's the reason why the NFC is completely wide open yet again. And really, Ross and I talk about this a lot. You have the two different conferences, and they're two completely different stories because the AFC as a whole is probably the weaker conference. But the two best teams are better than any of the teams in the NFC. Whereas the NFC has a lot of talent spread out through that conference but in terms of the teams none of them match up to the 40 none of them match up to the Chiefs or the Ravens um so that'll be interesting to see 
this next season. And uh, man, I love I love seeing Travis Kelsey get up on stage and just ramble off a just fifteen minute speech. Oh man, intoxicated Travis Kelsey was even better. <laughs> Shout out to he 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 uh, dissed. Who was it? D Ford. D Ford. Who? Yeah. <laughs> who yeah. jumped off sides in that infamous AFC Championship game last year? When, <laughs> if we revisionist history, Chiefs probably could have been back-to-back Super Bowl champions. One hundred percent. Very easily. One hundred percent. They would have beaten the Rams. So I. It, it was just a good little jab at D Ford since he was on the the Forty ers as well. Which I was just happy he didn't have a big play in the game because that would have been probably the end of my Chiefs fandom. <laughs> I kid, but it would have been an extremely rough. I probably would have had to have seek counseling for that yeah. loss. You talk about the lowest of lows. That's doesn't get really it much lower, get than much that. lower than that. You finally got past Tom Brady. Tom Brady was not in the Super Bowl this year, and. Uh, Questions are rising. Where is this guy going to go? And you have two camps. You have one that is like this dude's leaving, and uh, people close to him are saying that people that that Tom Brady's leaving. And then you have the people that are the all-time Patriots fans that are saying there's no possible way Tom Brady could ever leave. I'm in the camp that Tom leaves, um, just because I've heard too many sources be overly confident and say that they know he's leaving. But I was thinking about this guy, at least for for me growing up, was far and away, you know, you look at this guy and Tom Brady is the best quarterback ever. When you do a Madden fantasy draft um, for your franchise, you take Tom Brady as your quarterback if you have the chance. I mean, whether you love him or you hate him, he's just universally known as the best quarterback. Not right now anymore, but in terms of his time in the NFL – He's still the best quarterback. So his legacy goes with him. And I thought it'd be interesting to look at a few different places for him. Maybe they're not even realistic. But what's the most interesting landing spot for Tom Brady? And I'll go first because so, I gave I just dropped this on you. For me, and it's not even just because I'm a Cowboys fan. I think for the Cowboys brand as a whole, the Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. Okay. But if you go on SportsCenter, if you go on FS1, people still can't stop talking about the Dallas Cowboys. It's a year-round thing. Jerry knows how to work his magic. And for the brand, if there was a Dallas Cowboys jersey with the number 10 or the number 12 and there was Brady on the back, that is the ultimate peak of Dallas Cowboy fandom is I would immediately grab it, immediately get a jersey for it, even if it was only one year he was our quarterback. And I think Sports Center, I think all these media outlets would spend a month talking about the implications of Tom Brady going to the Dallas Cowboys. And for the realism part, I think there's a actual chance that this could happen and here's why. How many teams are there in the NFL right now that are desperate for a quarterback that they know can play. I can think of at least five, okay? Now, what would those teams give up for a competent quarterback? A pretty good amount of stuff, whether it's picks, whether it's a player. I would prefer picks. Now, 
you sign Brady and trade Prescott because we're either trying to we're either franchise tagging him or we're signing him. So we trade away Dak Prescott. We sign Tom Brady. We sign a guy that instantly boosts our brand and we trade a guy and get assets for the future and in hopes that one of those picks can turn out to be a quarterback that is somewhat competent after Brady retires. I don't think it's the worst idea in the world. I also am to the point where I don't believe the Dallas Cowboys playoff chances. I don't believe them, believe in them anymore because we've had too many good teams that get stifled in the playoffs. So this isn't even about us winning a Super Bowl. I'm kidding myself if I think Tom Brady's going to leave the Dallas Cowboys to a Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. But I can guarantee that it's going to lead to the Dallas Cowboys being the talk of the league. And I can deal with that. I can deal with that. Now, I I think that's a little bit of bias for me being that that's the most interesting landing spot. I'm sure there's other ones. And if you think of some, hit us up on Twitter or something. Add us or send us a DM and let us know. But now we're going to hand it to Ross. Ross, what do you think is the most interesting landing spot for Thomas Brady? Okay, Mr. One Thomas Brady. Um, picture this. Tom Brady leaves New England. New England, the evil empire, the well-cogged <laughs> machine that it is. You have Bill Belichick, the greatest NFL coach in history. You have Mr. Robert J. Kraft, Robert J. Kraft. who, shady as he may be, is a heck of an owner. Mm-hmm. He knows when to use his money. He knows when to not use his money. You leave a storied franchise that Tom Brady has led to six Super Bowls in the last two decades. You leave that franchise for another storied franchise (laughs) that is relocating itself to Las Vegas. That's right. Interesting. The Las Vegas Raiders, in my opinion, is the most interesting Brady landing spot for a few reasons. One, it's a new beginning for the Raiders. And what better way to do this than to sign one Thomas Brady, who is a winner, a competitor, on a team that has fallen more flat than a soda that I've left out on the counter for the last two weeks. Number two, Tom Brady in Las Vegas? I can't think of a more stark contrast than that. That itself is ratings. (laughs) I can see Tom Brady moving to Las Vegas, growing out a Fu Manchu mustache, possibly getting a mullet, and just totally changing his identity. Maybe he's no longer Tom Brady. Maybe he's now Tim Brodman, I don't know, <laughs> sketchy arms dealer in Las Vegas. But I just think this is really interesting, like, I mean, that's entertainment right there. That's you pure put, entertainment. You put Tom Brady on a Raiders team who is floundering with John Gruden as the coach. You go from Bill Belichick to John Gruden, I would love to see it. Oh, I would love man. to see the dynamic. John Gruden would have to be resuscitated once pen and paper was signed that Tom Brady was their quarterback. 
being uh what is that qb camp he runs yes oh man god i can just imagine <laughs> all the spider wide bananas that they will run <laughs> that is a very interesting very interesting take because it's new beginnings for both um the las vegas raiders and uh tom brady that's a great that's a great landing spot actually las vegas the entertainment capital of the world so much going on there now there's football and you need let's be honest the raiders need a buzz they have been they almost they had it with right. with antonio brown they had it and <laughs> By the luck of the wet bottoms, he had willed himself out of that, and then they lost their buzz. Right. And they need a new buzz. Right. Because they are in a division that needs a good second team. I'm begging you. The Chiefs need competition in that division, please. Right. Give me a good game <laughs> once in a while. That's very true. They need they need some sort of competition. And... um a lot of those West Coast teams need buzz. I mean, especially, that's why I think the Chargers are going to be, I, I'm not picking them as the most interesting spot because I don't think it is. I think there's a lot more interesting spots. That spot make, may make the most sense, but I I think that the, the, the Raiders, the Chargers, the Rams need help. I mean, the 49ers are fine because they're title contenders, but those three teams need help. That so they need they help are, selling tickets. Yes. So Thomas Brady gets you to the ticket sales, and the Rams really are in a bad spot. They're not even. I mean, I think the Rams will end up being the lowest on this totem pole because I know at least the Chargers will make a move, and the Las Vegas Raiders relocating will make will be something. Yes, that'll be something. Um, did you happen to watch the Battle Hawks game last week? I didn't watch it. No. Did you see? St. Louis, this is a shout-out to you guys. They sold out. They an, sold out XFL? An XFL game. Jeez. 29,000 people attended. That's they sold insane. out the lower bowl. That's insane. Are you telling me that St. Louis was not a football town? As one oh my gosh. crooked man, Stan Kroenke, once said <laughs> that St. Louis could not support a football team. Are you what kidding me? Joke. They're showing up in droves for a minor league football team. More teams, more people show up for that than they do the, the Rams games. Los Angeles Rams. Ugh. Yeah. It's insane. It's literally insane. And it just shows that. And I like how the XFL has gone into some of these cities that aren't, that don't have NFL teams or really a lot of professional uh, sports teams because people will show up. I guarantee you people will show up. There's nothing else to do. I mean, the St. Louis Rams are a storied franchise. I mean, they've been there for, I mean, I don't, I still don't understand. I don't, I, I don't understand why they made that move and it's costing them. It's costing them as we're seeing. So free agency is a big deal for both of these LA teams and maybe they can land Brady. Maybe they can't. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, in terms of just giving things away, um, as the 49ers seemed to do, um, and, you know, we're switching gears a little bit to politics, and we don't get into politics a whole lot. I don't pretend to know things about politics, but nevertheless, it is a it is an election year, so it'll make its way into it. 
Ross and I don't necessarily fall on one side or the other. I, I'll go on the air and say that I fall a little bit more conservative than I do uh, liberal, but um, I'm not I'm not too tied down to those beliefs. I'm, also, I'm kind of a middleman. Um, but I will say what has transpired through these debates and caucuses has been a just Moses parting the Red Sea for Donald Trump to just win this again and have another four years. And I think that's everyone's kind of that's everyone's reaction is that that's what's happening right now. The Democrats can't seem to figure out what they want. No. You have the people who are very heavily Bernie Sanders. I think we could agree. Oh, yeah. The people want Bernie. The people do want Bernie. They want him. Regardless of what you think about him, the people that are going to go vote in these Democratic caucuses and primaries, Mm -hmm. they want him. The Democrats, however, themselves do do not want him, which is splitting their party in two, which for the life of me, I I, I can't, I, I don't understand. It blows my mind. The candidates shot themselves in the foot whenever they decided to all go after Bloomberg when he got on the stage for the first time. And yes... Did Bloomberg get eviscerated? Yes. Yes. But he is still very much a threat. And Elizabeth Warren is is gone. Joe Biden is gone. He's almost dead, actually. He's just a dead man walking. So most of those people that are on that stage are irrelevant. Really, the only ones that are going to make a difference and people are going to vote for are Bernie and Bloomberg. And those those two are actually going to get votes. Everyone else is pretty much shot. Which Bloomberg kills me because, in my opinion, this is just my opinion... That's Donald Trump with a blue tie. It literally, yeah. That's literally what it is. It, yeah. Yeah. And it makes well, no sense. It, excuse me? How? And you just, you sit back and look at what happens on these debate stands. And Bernie can't answer a question at all. I don't watch these full debates. I go back and I watch some some highlights and some high, some high points. Bernie will be asked a straightforward question and just won't just straight up won't answer it. And it seems like people are okay with that, which kind of bothers me. Um, And then you have Bloomberg who lays over like a wounded antelope on every single issue. And the guy has no backbone. He won't stand up and like fight back. He'll just be like, well, yeah, I really didn't mean to say that, but like, I think they're okay. Donald Trump is going to have his way with them. Yeah. He's going to have his way with them on the debate stage, and it is going to be ugly. It's going to be nasty, and it's going to lead to another Trump victory. That's what I'm – That's I can't see. I cannot for the life of me see Bernie Sanders winning it. I don't think Bloomberg comes out as the Democratic nominee. I think Bernie does. But honestly, I think Bloomberg would have a better chance than than Bernie does because Bernie's, Bernie's kind of an idiot. Bernie, Bernie kind of doesn't answer anything. So, and the, I mean, I'm not saying Trump does either. None of them actually answer questions. But if you're looking for someone to beat this guy, if you're looking for someone to beat Trump, none of these guys up there are going to do it. So, at least for me, I've accepted the reality that we're going another four years of just straight up Twitter, you know, going insane. A world might catch on fire. They might catch on fire. Anyway, enough of that. Um... 
recently I've come across a lot of, speaking of Twitter, a lot of like hand size comparisons to Joe Burrow. And I don't remember last year us talking about this with quarterbacks. Has hand size ever been an issue? I don't ever I really remember don't hearing know. about it. It's a weird stat. It's a really weird stat. My thing is, is he didn't fumble that much in he didn't fumble much in college, did he? No, Granted, it's a smaller at, ball, right? But I feel like the people that are making a big deal out of this don't like Burrow, right? That's I, I would think the same thing. It's pretty much what it is. Hand size is like. Uh, <sighs> It's not even that. It's like, can you hold on to the ball? Like Ross was saying. Like, and if you look back at the games that Joe Burrow's been in trouble and he's tried to scramble out of the pocket, he most of the time keeps two hands on the ball and he's pretty secure with it. So That's my thing. Is can... like, if you're running with the ball, you're not just palming it. Right. You're not Lashawn McCoy over here, just yeah, loaf of bread, freelancing. Yeah. You got it tucked or two hand. Like, right. I just don't feel like it's that big of a thing. No. And I can't stand Colin that thinks that Burrow is a is not as good of God, he's such an idiot. Colin, Colin Cowherd, he literally I can't I can't not listen to him. Actually, when it comes to football, when it comes to football season, I, I stopped listening because the man has never stepped foot on a football field. He's never put pads on. He's never put a helmet on. Obviously, and for him to go out and say that Burrow, a national championship winning quarterback, guy that transfers from Ohio State to LSU and immediately this season comes out and does things that I've never seen before and eviscerates a Clemson defense that is pretty freaking good. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he has good receivers, but doesn't every like quarterback in the NFL pretty much have good receivers? Like I might be missing something, but those guys are playing there for a reason. So why not take the good caliber of receivers you have into a, into a consideration? I just don't know. He literally talks out of his rear end more than I can even. Mm-hmm. It's probably and I have sympathy because he does a show every single day, so he has to probably come up with something to talk about. He may not actually feel this way. That's what I'm hoping is what's happening. But good lord, I, when you when you listen to football, either listen to us or listen to Three and Out. Middle cough because he actually knows what he's talking about. Colin is literally, Colin has literally no idea what he's talking about. That's why he has so many NFL guests that come on, and so that he can try and learn the game because he doesn't understand. I'm just waiting for him to pick the Chargers again to win the AFC West <laughs> <laughs> for like the third year in a row. Right. That's Chargers team. Philip Rivers. Philip Rivers. He's coming in. He's going to do good. Joey Bosa. Joey Bosa. <sighs> Whatever. Um. We went and saw Parasite um, after we watched the Oscar nominations. Also, I wasn't, I didn't have this slated, but who knew that Ricky Gervais was right? Um, he freaking Joaquin Phoenix literally proved his point in that people shouldn't be allowed to get up there for any more than a minute. 30 seconds. Yeah, 30 seconds to a minute. Because then you start talking about inseminated cows. Taking milk from their yeah from the babies like the like the cows don't make enough milk for yeah everything yeah We're like buddy if we wanted to change the way we did that the Oscar nominations is not the first place I'm gonna look to see that's a genius idea he didn't even really bring anything to the table he kind of just said this stuff is wrong 
I was like, buddy, how are we going to feed the planet? I mean, I don't understand. It was one of those speeches where, like, I was watching, like, oh, like, I'm so glad he won. Like, look at that. Right. And then he, like, started talking. I'm like, okay, like, it's going all right. Like, give people a second chance. Like, all right. Like, right. I was on board with that. I kept behind that. And then he started talking about the cows. It was, like, one of those double take moments. I had to rewind. Right. And be like. He just said that. How did we. <laughs> where did we jump from here to, to there to why? Right. I feel like he was on something, too. He's really jittery. Kind of like hyper aware. I feel like everyone that moved, he like immediately like snapped his head over there and was like, "What are you doing?" I'll tell you, I, <laughs> I have I have a conspiracy theory that those who play the Joker become insane after they play him. I think it's a real thing. I think it's a real thing. Either you're insane before or after or after. There's really no middle ground. Um, but then the one after was just as bad. But she didn't. She didn't talk about inseminated cows. She really just didn't say anything. I don't even remember her name. Who was it? it it's was, a famous actress. I know. I know. Um, I we fact check that. Yeah, fact check time. I I think she was thanking people or trying to explain she how was, she got there. She was thanking people, but it was one of those that you say a lot, but you don't really say anything at the same time. Renee Zellweger. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah who, you say a lot. Has also had more plastic surgery than probably hand fingers on my hands. That's my thing. Is like, and I don't mean to be insensitive, but how can you win an an acting award without being able to move your, your face? face? That's what I don't understand. These are questions that we need answered. <laughs> questions that need answers. Yeah, it's like when you're finishing an essay and you're trying to get to the five page mark, and you just start using words that you've never used in your life yes you start using thou and these <laughs> king james and a little bit of those like weird connecting phrases right that don't really mean anything and also just weird adjectives like yeah. to describe things but you have no idea what you're saying yeah you really don't which i mean i, I expected nothing less honestly from this from the award speeches but it just I need it to be shorter. I need them. I need them to cue the music a little bit quicker. This is what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. What made me mad was they didn't cue the music on either one of those clowns. But they cued the music on they Parasite. Cued the music on Parasite. I was like, that's freaking bullcrap. That's what, what that are we? Is. What are we doing here? We got a whole bunch of. This is the problem with America. Tune in right now. Tune your ears. <laughs> Turn it we up. We got a whole bunch of white elitist clowns who are in positions of power, who are totally out of touch with reality and with everything else outside of their little circle of whatever they do in Hollywood, that's what we got. And that's when we end up with speeches like what we had. Yep. You went and said it. That You went and done it. I agree 100%. And it was really sad. I mean, like, because those people were super excited to, to win that. I mean, it's, a, it's like the most coveted award is the best picture. Yeah. And, but they cut them off. Like, sorry they don't speak English, but like, buddy, like, wait let for them. Let them talk. Yeah, let them talk. And it was a fantastic movie. Like, I didn't watch whatever Renee Zellweger was in, and I'm sure it was a, a fine film, but, and I liked Joker too, but after watching Parasite, I was like, okay, there's a reason why this thing won. It's Parasite because this incredible. is a masterpiece. It was incredible. Yeah, it was fantastic. And uh, I didn't know this, but uh, the guy that directed it, Directed one of my favorite movies 
one of my low-key favorite movies, and I forget about it, but it's called Snowpiercer. I don't know if you've ever seen that before. Uh-uh. It might be on Netflix still. It's kind of like a smaller movie. Chris Evans is actually in it, and um, there's a few other big names in there. But it's literally, it's such an interesting story, and that's why I liked so much about Parasite. Parasite was all about the classes and the the, the high class and the low class, and um, it talked all about that and deception and um it was crazy if you haven't seen it i don't know if it's still in theaters but you need to go see it um, and get past the subtitles because the subtitles really don't matter they really don't um you can convey the 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 emotion gets conveyed whether they speak english or not and you're understanding the words so i'm gonna have to go check out more foreign films but snowpiercer was about kind of the same thing too is like about classes and um there is like pretty much like the whole planet froze. It's like the opposite of global warming. The entire planet froze. So the only people that were living on people on this train and um, most of the people were like lower class and they were put to the back of the train and they were given like really low rations and uh, they were, they were poverty stricken inside of a train. But then like, as you progressed towards the front of the train, things got nicer and nicer and nicer um, there were actually schools and stuff for kids and all these nice restaurants and whatnot. And I mean, it's very, very much a picture of the social classes. And it's all about this story that um, Chris Evans leads the charge to uh, make it to the front of the train and take control for all the people that have been in the back for the whole time. And um, it's really cool. Really cool. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. But Parasite was definitely deserving of it and i need to go watch more foreign films i think there's a lot on netflix that i'm yeah. missing out on yeah that i need to go watch yeah there it's just i think it's just a nice change of pace from american films sometimes yeah because it's just such a it's just shot in different ways um obviously different languages you just get a lot of I don't know, culture. You just see yeah. a lot of differences with yeah. the way things are shot, things are placed, cinematography, um, obviously acting, screenplay. Like it's just a nice different change of pace. And it was definitely an original story. I think that's what I liked too cuz American films you can kind of get repetitive and it's the same kind of theme over yeah. and over again and this was a nice like you said, it was refreshing cuz it was a ri- it was a very original story and uh and the way it was shot as well too. Mm-hmm. So um, another thing that Ross and I are beloved fans of, and uh, I know many of you out there probably are too, are Star Wars Clone Wars. I spent many a nights in my teenage years watching this series. Yes. Loving it. And uh, in what was considered a children's TV series at first, then kind of morphed into this like halfway in between, like it's... Mm-hmm. It, it very much is a kiddie show sometimes because I watched last this episode today and I was like, okay, that was for kid, that was yeah. for children. That joke was for children. Yeah. Um, but it's very much like it can get dark and it can get very serious and it's uh, it's a nice. It, I think it's one of the greatest parts of the Star Wars franchise, um, and it's the last season of this, unfortunately. Which is sad. Yeah. Um, this season so far though has delivered. Season seven. Which I'm glad they brought it back because it kind of came to an abrupt end. Yeah. At the end of season five. Um, and there was quite a bit of gap to fill in, which I'm glad that they are doing right now. 
Um, yeah. I think what's impressed me most about this season so far has been the animation. Mm-hmm. The animation is totally new. Yeah. And it's really nice. It's very well done. It's still got the same writing kind of feel. Um, the same the same tone, yep. I guess. Um, and it's it's great. They didn't need to change it. So, I mean, the animation is great. And has, of course, as technology gets better, it's going to it's going to keep looking even better. So, um, yeah, there were only two episodes in, but honestly, the TV series for Disney Plus has gone fantastically with The Mandalorian and now um, the last season of uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. Um, but there is something, there is bad news. There is this weird coronavirus that doesn't seem to stop. Nope. It's it's kind of it's causing spreading. Me, yeah, it's kind of making me a little bit concerned. I'm not like going outside with a mask on, but like I'm starting to be a little bit more conscious of it. Washing my hands a lot more and hand sanitizing a lot yeah. more. I don't even know how I would get it, but Yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. Well the weird thing is is you can have symptoms for Right, or you have you fourteen days contagious without symptoms. Right, that's what's scary, and they look like cold symptoms. Cold, like, like cold flu. flu, yeah, yeah. And then it turns into bronchitis or pneumonia. Yeah, and then you just your lungs quit working. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. It's insane, and it just keeps spreading. And so I have a trip planned to Florida soon, but that might not happen because if it goes to Florida and it thrives in warm weather, then. That's not gonna. That's gonna be a problem. So, hopefully, I can make it to Disney World. I've never been, but Corona, you are not going to stop. You're me, not hopefully. gonna stop. Nope. Um. Myself, Ross, and others have experienced frustration with console games recently and their lack of new new content. New content like, I don't know. And I think we touched on why that's happening. And, ga- and games keep getting pushed back. Like, the Avengers game is pushed back. Yep. All up until around the time of the new PS5. So I've pretty much come to the decision that, like, all of our new games are just going to release with the PS5 or the Xbox, whatever. What is even that? What's that even I called? I have no clue. S? Uh, I, I don't even know. I don't know. Fact checked. I haven't even done much research for the new Xbox. I I don't even know. PlayStation is just so, so easy because it's... It'll go all the way up to 100 or something. Yeah. yeah. PS5. They're not afraid to just keep it going. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. You know? Uh, Series X. Series X. Yes. They just keep changing the name. That's why... I, That's uh, confusing. Yeah. But yeah, all these new games are just going to release with the new consoles. And honestly, they probably should. Because if I buy a game for PS4 and it's... If I'm just going to have to buy it again for the PS5, like I'd rather just wait and buy it then. But I am kind of sitting on my on my hands with all the like the games I've played a thousand times. I'm just kind of like, I don't even know if I want to play my PlayStation anymore right now. Mm-hmm. Like I just cycled through Madden and UFC and I've started playing Rainbow Siege. And that is its own experience that i don't know is, if they can get me to the fall but it's got its, its own it's its own experience it's, it's its own thing for sure yeah and then another thing so with the nba all-star weekend and um this got me thinking about the lifespan of tiktok and i don't know if any of you out there are talkers 
that was one of the most annoying parts of the NBA <laughs> All Star so Weekend. That was so annoying. Which that was so annoying. The weekend itself was amazing. Oh, yeah. one of the best in recent memories. The only blemish on the weekend was those dang TikTok girls. Yeah. That would just appear out of nowhere. Yes. And you're like, you look like every single basic try-hard white girl <laughs> that I can think of. Yeah. It was, yeah. I didn't need TikTokers to be at the NBA All-Star no. Weekend. I didn't need that. Now, I don't, I'm not sure who asked for it, but that needs to stop happening. Um, they were literally, they were running rampant and they were, I mean, they were just doing everything. It was, and they just kept appearing, doing dances that they steal from other people. That was my thing, and I didn't even know that until what was it, the halftime performance yes. when the originator of Renegade came yes. out and did it. I was like, wait, all these people are famous from doing this dance that someone else created. Yes, like, are we kidding ourselves? Who allowed this to happen? It's so bad. I'm ready for it to be done. I think. How I'd... much longer does this last? Because Vine lasted. <clears throat> A little bit, but it died. It did die. This will. An I mean, I can't see death. this. I can't. I can't see this having the lifespan of like Twitter or Instagram or anything. But is it like Fortnite, where we know, we all know it's gonna die? I mean, we all know people are gonna stop playing it. It is on its way out. But it just keeps coming back. From the yeah, dead. Yeah, it's like a yeah. It's a cockroach. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You try to kill it, and it just moves on without its head. Yeah. And you just wonder how in the world is this thing still moving when I have literally done everything I can to kill it. Mm-hmm. Like if I delete TikTok, it's on my Twitter or it's on my Instagram. Like I can't, I can't get away, away no, from it. It. And the now my, just get reposted. Right. No. And now my streamers are TikToking, and that's another thing I didn't put on the list to talk about but ninja we, ladies and gentlemen we haven't we may have an issue with ninja ninja blevins he might be on the he might be on the outs he might be on the outs i don't know what he's up to right now but <laughs> i feel like everywhere i see him people are just roasting him someone needs to grab him by the shoulders and just shake him and saying stop and say stop making tiktoks please S- stop it you want to see some cringy material, go watch his TikTok videos. Yeah. And I assure you, you will lose a little bit of faith in humanity. <laughs> but that's like, that's the majority of TikTokers though. You look at it and you're like, wow, we really, as a human race, we have fallen hard. We have really fallen short. What a time to be alive. <laughs> oh gosh. Do you think, thinking back through past generations, were there always these, like, cringy <laughs> trends? That's a good point. Or do they just get cringier and cringier the more technology we have? Like, what were they doing? I... What were they doing in the 1840s that was like, man, I wish this would stop because it's cringy as crap? Well, that's a good point. But I even think back to when I was, like, a kid. What was there? What was I doing? That was really just cringy to, to like my surrounding generation what? because like Webkins maybe was maybe. the start of it. Was but it no, albino like, that was black a cool sheep thing. videos? 
Maybe. <laughs> Those flash play videos that you're like looking back, you're like, how did I watch this as a as a spry seven year old? Yeah. Was it the introduction of anything social media related, like MySpace? Like, would like did MySpace have? Because I was never on it. But was there cringe on MySpace? MySpace was I'm a sure little. Was. MySpace was a little cringe. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. But like, I think, I think it all the, the cringe stems from us being able to look inwards to other people's lives or what they do and be like, why on God's earth? Why am I watching a TikTok of two? Guys that are lightsaber fighting, but actually think they're lightsaber fighting, and like, it's <laughs> that's, like that's that's cringe to I, me. I think it's just this whole thing of all these things that we used to do in private are now know, yeah, public, yeah, and people are watching them. I think that's the cringe part, right? Right, like in the 1850s, like if you're if you're on your carriage and you're strolling by i don't know if they have neighbors but like if you're strolling by your colleague's house what were what would they have have to have been doing for you to cringe and be like god why (laughs) why on god's earth god the johnsons are outside again (laughs) bill the johnsons are outside (laughs) please but like what what would they have to be doing for someone to think that that was weird. Like, what kind of challenges did they have in the 1850s? <laughs> they didn't have no renegade challenge. Right. What, what did they have? Like, shoot your neighbors because it's the Civil War challenge? <laughs> Maybe it was that. Maybe it was unnecessary duels. Was Alexander Hamilton's death a cringe moment for people? Ooh. Was that a cringe moment? Were people looking at that and being like, God, God I mean, what Alex, the- stop. <laughs> stop. Aaron, Do you really need to duel him? Like, come on. I think that that's a legitimate argument. That could That's a very good point. There were just Duels, more ramifications for these cringe moments. It was life or death. It was not just stardom right. on TikTok. Right. The Boston Massacre. Cringe Cringy moment. or not. Cringy or not. Or tragedy. I'm leaning more towards tragedy, but you get my point. Boston Tea Party. Was, was that a cringe moment? Were people like reading the news and being like, Sam Adams, again, just at it again, tossing tea over in the Boston Harbor. Right, like were these historical moments actually cringy for the people that lived in them? French Revolution, cringy or nah? <laughs> definitely cringy. Definitely a little cringy. Definitely cringy. Like I'm definitely, I'm sure for the, I'm sure for the Europeans, as people left to go inhabit America, they thought that is. That is cringe. Like that were the is so pilgrims stupid. cringy? They could have been cringy. They could have been cringy. That's the thing. It's all of a cultural thing. So I'm sure, I'm sure that the Indians were were cringy to the to the pilgrims. I'm sure that the pilgrims did things that the Indians were like, what in the what in the name are well, you doing? What in the name of the sun god are you doing? <laughs> Was that cringy? How long has cringe been around? Are we? I think we're on to something. We need to. This, this is, is a real social thing too, because cringe is a real it's a real thing. Cringe varies depending on social standing and social aspects. Definitely. I totally agree. Cause I feel like what I find cringy now, I did not find cringy in high school. If I would no. have been in if I would have been in high school when TikTok was around, uh-huh, I would have been on it. Right. And I already know that. 
posting cringy TikToks <laughs> right. with my bad self. Right. Well, because even when I talk to my high schoolers that I coach for football, like, they don't think it's stupid. Like, some of them don't think it's stupid. Yeah. So, for the, some of them, it's not cringy. No. But it's, it's like those that have done those things that we look back and go like, God, I remember when I did that, how stupid that was. And now I'm looking at people that are doing it again now. And I'm like imposing myself on them and like where I was from, where I, where I was at that point in my life where I was like, God, I knew that I would have done this, but I, I wish I wouldn't have because it is so, is so cringy. Yeah. Like looking back at some of my old YouTube videos, it's kind of cringy. Yeah. Kind of like, <laughs> oh, oof. Yeah. So I think, like I would be interested to know what is considered cringe. In like France, or right? Cringy in Spain. I'm sure it differs. It differs. It has to differ. Yeah, it has to. This is a really interesting thing to think about. I kind of <laughs> yeah. just broke my. I feel like we broke our brains. I think we did. I think we need a guest next time to come. We need on a and historian. If you're a historian, please DM us. We would yeah. love to have you on to discuss some cringy topics from the past. Yeah, definitely. And and if we're they were considered cringy. Like, that is so, that's interesting. That's interesting to me. Even like the 1960s, what was considered cringe? Right. Was it hippies? Were hippies cringy? Mm-hmm. This is just yeah. weird things. Because I feel like, I feel like the later we get into our history, the more cringy things become, but the less ramifications that cringe has. Right. On everything else. Like, as a society right now, we're peak cringe. We're peak cringe. But in terms of, like the like you said, the ramifications, there's not real consequences to watching two kids in their front lawn lightsaber fighting. No. Thinking they're actually lightsaber fighting. That doesn't, that doesn't affect my everyday life. No. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. Who knew? Who knew that cringe was such a polarizing topic? But anyway, that's all That's all we have for this episode. Stay tuned for next week. Um, we get together and do another one. Might have a guest on. Um, but if you're interested in being a guest, please let us know. I mean, we'll make time for you to be on. So, um, yeah, let us know. Ross, you got closing remarks? Yes, as always. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, if you like this episode, please like and subscribe. Leave a comment. Um, letting us know how we're doing. Um, if we need to change anything, please let us know that as well. Um, just share, 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 share on social media. Um, we thank you all for listening. This has been Tall Guys Pod.